Mulana Ibrahim Bam Saab, one of our elders and one of our senior scholars of the country. And inshallah, Mulana will be addressing the topic of finding happiness in a hyper-stressed world. I'm sure we all know how stressful the world can be sometimes, but you can find happiness in that stress. But now you're not so stressed. Exams are over. We have to worry about all that next year. Inshallah, we call forward Mulana Ibrahim Bam. السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته نحمد ونسلي ونسلم على رسوله الكريم أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألا بذكر الله تتمهن القلوب صدق الله العظيم Respected ulama who are here elders, brothers, my dear friends, my young friends The topic I have is with regard to happiness and inshallah I hope you will be happy at the end of the program inshallah. Say inshallah. Well, let me start off by saying who wants to be happy? There is nothing wrong in wanting to be happy. It is something that we, we all aspire towards happiness. And even in our sharia it is not wrong to be happy. It is not a guna and sin to be happy. As Umar radiallahu ta'ala one day he came and he asked and he saw Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam smiling and he said Allahu sinnaka ya Rasulullah O Prophet of Almighty Allah may Allah always keep you happy always keep you smiling so we want to be happy Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam used to make dua Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min alhammi wal huzn O oh Allah, I seek your protection from grief and sadness. Huh? We find that in, in the life of the pious people, there used to be times when they, they had challenges in their lives. And you're talking about stress. Now, we're talking about in a hyper, happiness in a hyper-stressed world. Let us give an example of Hazrat Maryam, the mother of Isa salatu wasalam. Right? Now, as a mother of Isa salatu wasalam, she gave birth to Hazrat Isa salatu wasalam miraculously. Without male and female coming together, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted a child, Hazrat Isa salatu wasalam, as a miracle. Jibreel salatu wasalam came, blew in her sleeve, long incident. Right? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted her a child without intimacy and without the male and female meeting. So in the course when she became pregnant, because she came from such a pious family, she came from such a great family, she was worried what are people going to say if I have to come with a child out of wedlock, pregnant out of wedlock without getting married. What will people say? So Allah in the Quran has used the word Ya Laytani Mittu Qabla Hada. If only I could have died before this day. And if only I could have been completely forgotten by people. So we have challenges. Sometimes even the great pious people had challenges. But they remain steadfast and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took them out of those challenges. Now whenever we speak about Hazrat Maryam, 
we salute وبرم بواله وسلام علي يوم ولدت سلام be upon you the day you know Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wasalam the day you were born the day you passed away وبرم بوالدتي and we told Isa alayhi salam be kind to your mother so they had their challenges they came out of that particular challenge so today we talk so much about happiness everyone wants happiness everyone spends so much money on happiness on pleasure rather more than happiness but Happiness is more elusive than ever before. Today people have more depression than ever before. So I'm going to just very quickly give you some aspects with regard to happiness. I'll keep it short. Happiness is a consistent situation of mental, emotional, physical and spiritual well-being. Four things. You remember it. What is it? Physical well-being intellectual well-being, emotional well-being, and spiritual well-being. Four, four things. One of the things that we start off by making mention is what is the seat of happiness? Where does happiness lie? Where is the seat and the, the markers, the center of happiness? Huh? If I ask you, where is the center of happiness? Huh? Someone must give me an answer. Where is the center of happiness? Where does happiness resides? In the heart. It's very, very important. Happiness resides in the heart. Right? And the center of happiness is the heart. You ever heard someone saying, my ears are very happy today? Huh? Ever heard anyone saying, my ears are very happy today? Or ever heard anyone saying, my nose is very, very happy today? Why? Because that is not the center of happiness. Happiness is to do with the heart. And I'll give you an example. There's another very interesting incident about this happiness. One day, the king of the time was very, very sad. He was in depression. So he was in depression, so the Hakim came, the doctor came. The doctor said that the easiest way to cure this king is to make him wear the kurta of someone who is very, very happy. If he wears the kurta or he wears the tops of someone who is very happy, he will become also happy, he will be cured of his depression. So the people who are around the king, the servants, they said, what an easy way. We can cure the king very easily. We'll get the kurta of someone who is very happy. So they started asking the people around the king, the minister of defense, the minister, the private secretary of the king, all of them very wealthy people. Give us your kurta. I said, why? Because the Hakim said, the doctor said, we must give you the kurta of someone who is very happy to the king. And he will become very happy. And he will become cured of his depression. He said, see, if you want my kurta, there's a hundred kurtas in my cupboard. I won't ask you how many kurtas you will go to, how many shirts or t-shirts you will go today. Allah Ta'ala has given us so much. May Allah Ta'ala make us make shukar. There was a time that people had very little. But nevertheless, we got a lot. So the, the kings and all the ministers... And all of the people they approach, they said, see, if you want kurtas, there is enough kurtas. But if you want to say that we are happy, we are not 100% happy. We got all different types of challenges. So they started looking and they started searching. Everyone they asked, they said, we're not happy. So one day they came to a village. So they saw a middle-aged man who was taking a bath by the river. And he was throwing water over himself. And he had taken off his kurta. And he was throwing water over himself and he was laughing. And he was extremely happy. 
you know, and he was playing with his children. So they asked him and said that, uh, you look very happy. He said, I am extremely happy. So they said, now Alhamdulillah, we got, we got our thing that we wanted. He said, we must have the kurta of someone who is very happy. He is acknowledging he is very happy. So they said, okay, the Hakim said, we must take the kurta of someone who is very happy. You very happy. You acknowledge you are very happy. Give us your kurta. So he said, I got no kurta. So all the people who had kurtas were not happy. And the one who was happy didn't have a kurta. So that is a reality with regard to happiness. Allah hasn't kept happiness in material things. The biggest mistake you and I, we do is we have associated happiness with material things. We feel the more we got wealth, we are going to be happy. There is difference between pleasure and happiness. To put it this way, let me give you an example. There is a difference between means of happiness and happiness. So you can sometimes buy the best of mattresses. And today you get very expensive mattresses. I was shocked when I saw someone was telling me that you can get up to 50, 60,000 rand worth of a mattress. Why? They say it's a special type of mattress that gives you the best of sleep. The moment you sleep, it is so, it is so comfortable, so soft. It, it goes according to the contours of your body, the way you, the moment you sleep on that mattress, very, very comfortable. But sometimes you can buy a best of mattress for 50,000 rand. You still can't get sleep. But you can't buy sleep even if you spend one million rand. And the more the wealthier people, they, they have sleeping tablets to be able to sleep. Because they can't sleep. They've got so much pressure. So happiness is something else. Means of happiness is something else. Happiness is something else. Pleasure is something else. Sometimes you and I, we mistake pleasure. Pleasure is got to do with our outside, exterior. Happiness is got to do with the inside. So you have a situation, you and I, we feel if we have a sumptuous meal in a restaurant with my family, I'll be happy. That's not happiness, that's pleasure. It'll give you temporary pleasure, it won't give you happiness. I will take a lovely holiday with my family, my parents will take me to Maldives or Dubai or wherever they want, and I will get happiness. That is pleasure. That is not happiness. So we must make the distinction between pleasure and happiness. Pleasure is external Happiness is inside. And how does that happiness come? Firstly, it won't come by wealth. There are many people in this world who have the greatest amount of wealth, but they don't have happiness. There was an interview on BBC recently by a person who was, I think it was uh, one of the biggest mobile companies in in the UK. Right? I think it was B4U or something like that. I'm not sure if it was what it was. Something B... Brian Kelduel, I'm not mistaken the right name. Someone asked him his index with regard to happiness. How happy you are. He's perhaps the wealthiest person in UK. He said, my happiness index is 2 out of 10. And perhaps the wealthiest person. There used to be once upon a time, uh, Christina Onassis. She was the wealthiest woman in the world. Some about 10, 20 years ago. Right, so one day a journalist asked her, he said, you are the wealthiest woman in the world. And you know what she replied? The wealthiest but the most unhappiest woman in the world. And she was the wealthiest woman. She was the sole heiress of the Oris, Oris Tettle, you know, fortune. 
She was the sole heiress, holy heir. But she said, I'm the most wealthiest, but the most unhappiest woman in the world. So now we come to realize what is firstly, you must have four things I made mention with regard to happiness. One is intellectual well-being. Or first, let me start off with physical well-being. You can't be happy until you look after your health. And even in our Sharia, there is so much of emphasis in looking after your wealth, health. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had said, a strong believer is better than a weak believer. When you are strong physically, you are going to be able to do more. You are going to be able to help people. You are going to be able to make ibadat. So a strong believer is better than a weak believer. So strive to look after your health. You know, and I'm telling you, when you are young, look after your health. Don't eat unnecessary things. Now and then it's okay. But don't make it a, a point to eat junk food. Try and eat to a certain degree. Sometimes you can have it when you're going with your friends. But start looking after your health. You come to realize the value of your health when you are old. Then time is too, is too late. So Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has taught us that we must look after our health. And many of the things that Islam has taught us with regard to our, our diet, it is to do to look after your physical health. Why did our beloved Nabi Karim sallallahu say that, you know, one, one hadith Nabi sallallahu said, eat that much and your back can remain straight. Don't eat so much that, you know, it become obsessive. And it becomes a means of, uh, 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 you know, health complication. And it becomes a means of sickness. And he said, if you have to eat more than that, then one third, what did he say? One third, food. One third, water. And the other one third, empty. You can keep it empty. Huh? You don't keep it empty. <laughs> Someone was eating so much. So, you know, someone said, now, you know, he started saying, I can't eat so much, I'm so... I'm feeling bloated. I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling so bloated. I don't know what to do. So someone said that, let me give you an inno. Inno will help your bloatedness. You know, it will help your indigestion. So he said, if I had space in my stomach for something else, I would have eaten another chicken tikka. You're giving me inno now. Huh? So that's how we have. So better look after your health. Because the part of happiness is physical Physical well-being. If you don't have physical well-being, you might have everything. But you don't have physical well-being, you're not going to be happy. The second thing is intellectual well-being. Stimulate yourself intellectually. And this is something that I find very, very amazing with regard to our people today. We don't spend enough time to stimulate ourselves intellectually. It's so sad, we can't even read a book. I ask many times people, and I've asked this, I even ask students who come to study Islam, who become alims. And maybe I will ask you, has anyone read a book of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from birth to death? The whole life of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Has anyone of you read a book of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from cover to cover? Huh? Anyone? You've read. You've read. Mashallah. Three people have read. Oh, mashallah. Which book you've read on Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa Which one? All right. Which one have you read? Huh? You can't remember the name. So intellectually, Allah Ta'ala has made mention, Don't you reflect upon the Holy Quran. Education is the most important factor in achieving optimum intellectual potential.
So this is something, and before I went to study in Karachi, I was 12, 13, there used to be a series of books, Heroes of Islam. It used to be 15 small booklets. I read that whole 15 on Muhammad bin Qasim and Salahuddin Ayyubi, all of that. So, you know, be, if you intellectually, you stimulated, you're going to become well. Otherwise, you're going to just going to become, and, and really, many a times you need to do some serious reading. I'm not saying you have to become a professor. And of course, there is a whole situation with regard to a professor, professors being boring, etc. The first verse of the Holy Quran was what? Huh? Iqra. Read. Read in the name of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There was a person by the name of Asad bin Furat. He came to Imam Muhammad rahmatullahi and said, Oh Imam, I want to learn something from you. I heard that you are such a great alim. I want to learn from something from you. So Imam Muhammad said, My whole day is taken. I am very busy. I don't have time. So he insisted, he said, I want to learn something from you. You are such a great scholar. So Imam Muhammad thought, he said, see, the only time I got free, the only time in my whole day I got free is when I'm making wuzu for tahajjud namaz. You come at the time when I get up, till the time I start reading my tahajjud, now when I get up, I might go to the bathroom, I come, I make a little bit of wuzu, I get ready to make tahajjud, there's maybe 10, 15 minutes, whatever you want to learn, you come and learn from me that time, that's the only time I got free. Asad bin Furad, Rahmatullah used to say, I used to stay awake whole night, that I must not miss that 10 minutes with Imam Muhammad while he's making wuzu for tahajjud namaz. We got, we got, today things are so easy, we got, you know, books on, on PDFs, We've got books on everywhere, but we don't read. Stimulate yourself. Wisdom is a lost property of the believer. One of the reasons why Allah has made alcohol haram in Islam, it befogs your intellect. It takes away your intellect. Ever see a person who is drunk, even if he's a professor, how does he look? He can't speak. His speech is slurred. Huh? So Allah has made alcohol haram because it takes away our intellect. Keep yourself intellectually stimulated. Look after yourself. Acquire knowledge. The third thing is emotional well-being. Right? Look after yourself emotionally. Don't try and get depressed. Don't get sad. Don't get into dep- depression. This sadness is something that Allah Ta'ala doesn't like. La tahzan inna Allah ma'ana. No, look at that great, 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 great. A scholar wrote a whole book, La tahzan, don't be sad. On this one statement of our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu which Allah Ta'ala has made mention in the Holy Quran. Hazrat Abu Bakr was worried about Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and he took Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and he was going in the in the journey of Hijrah. While he was going, every now and then he ran forward. Then after a while he ran backwards. Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Abu Bakr, what are you doing? Ya Rasulullah, I'm worried. Someone there might be someone lying in ambush. I run forward, maybe there is some enemy there. Then I think someone is." running behind you and he's chasing us I run to the back and then when they were in the cave and Abu Bakr could hear the footstep of the enemies on the foot of the cave and he was worried not because of himself but because of Nabi Karim what did Nabi Karim said La tahzan, don't be sad inna Allah ma'ana Allah is with us don't bring about sadness ever they were said no one they say sahaba said we never ever saw anyone smiling more than Nabi Karim one sahabi say I became a Muslim whenever I saw Nabi Karim whenever I saw Nabi he was smiling huh? why, why can't we have that so have emotional well-being and the fourth thing is spiritual well-being I can't overemphasize the aspect with regard to emotional, spiritual well-being. Spiritual well-being is 
that Allah is the one who created happiness. He makes you smile and He makes you cry. Allah is the one who grants happiness and Allah Ta'ala is the one who grants sadness. And there is a portion in our heart that is, there is a vacuum in our heart that vacuum can only be fulfilled and filled not by material things. It can only be filled with the Zikr of Almighty Allah. Allah Ta'ala says, Allah bi dhikrillah. In the remembrance of Allah, will hearts find contentment. In the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, will you find contentment and satisfaction. Without the Zikr of Allah, you will never ever be. I always tell, even people who sometimes go on drugs and they go in all of these different type of things, one of the reasons is there is a vacuum. You're thinking that I'm going to fill that vacuum by drugs. It's going to give me a temporary high. Not realizing why it gives you a temporary high when it brings you down low, it brings you even more lower than what you were before. So it's not going to fulfill your, your vacuum. Your vacuum is not going to be filled by that drugs. And I normally tell, you know, all of you youngsters, whenever you are faced with a temptation, huh? whenever you're faced with a temptation, someone tells you, why don't you just have this, you know, this drugs, this mandrax, this dacha, whatever it is, or why don't we go out on a party and you know that that party could lead you to, you know, immoral consequences. You could end up, you know, making wrong. You could end up zina. You could end up doing something that is wrong. Always remember one thing. It is half, half a minute decision you must make. That half a minute would, could change your entire life. You could say yes or you could say no in half a minute. You just need that courage for half a minute. That courage for half a minute. Someone tells you, just try this. It will give you a high. At that time, think about the long-term consequences that half a minute decision you are going to make can change the entire. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention that the one who, who created happiness and sadness, you can never get happiness by disobeying the one who created happiness. Allah bi dhikrillahi tatma'innu al-qulub In the remembrance of Allah, while hearts find contentment. It's a very different type of joy from maybe having a sumptuous meal or doing something that is wrong which gives you temporary pleasure, never gives you full-time pleasure. Real pleasure comes from when the heart is contented, when the soul is contented. That comes with the zikr of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Huh? Will we keep these things in mind? Four things that will give us you know, real happiness. What is it? Physical well-being. Look after your health. Intellectual well-being. Look after your intellect and your brain. Keep it stimulated. Always. Our, our, in, our, in our teaching there is, learn knowledge from the cradle to the grave. There is no end point of knowledge. You continue learning till the day you die. So this whole particular aspect that we have completed learning, I have now finished my university studies, I don't have to study further, we don't believe in that. We study till the day we die. Third thing, emotional well-being. Keep yourself well emotionally. See that you don't become depressed, you don't become sad. Have an out outward demeanor of being happy. Nabi Karim Sallallahu had that. And spiritual well-being. Look after yourself spiritually. If you're not going to read your namaz, Allah is not going to give you happiness. If you are not going to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is a vacuum in your heart that cannot be filled with anything else. Inshallah, you will keep these four things in mind to be able to gain happiness, inshallah. May Allah ta'ala always keep us happy, inshallah. Allah ta'ala always give us goodness in this world 
اني ضيعته واخر دعوانا الحمد لله